the world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, hello, and we are back broadcasting live from the NAB Show 2016. This is Lori H. Schwartz, your tech cat. And we've got some more great people to hear from. So I've invited my guest host for the show, really, Jeanette DePatty, who is propeller head, (laughs) (laughs) who is a great tech writer and a tech teacher. And she's going to guest interview Tom Pitts from True Anthem so we can learn more about what True Anthem is up to. So I'll toss it over to Jeanette. Thanks, Lori. So, Tom, this is a little bit of a surprise interview for you. We're very glad that you were able to take time out of your very busy schedule to be with us today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Sure. Can you give us a brief overview of what True Anthem has to show in the Sprocket Pavilion this year? Yeah, we're really excited to be here um, exhibiting as part of Sprocket um, at the NAB show. We've built a solution uh, for social media, and we're our solution is designed specifically for publishers. Okay. So people like broadcasters are a great fit for us. Mm-hmm. And our solution, it, it combines data to help distribute content to social media in a way that maximizes traffic and engagement for publishers mm-hmm. while minimizing the amount of time they have to spend um, scheduling posts and being on top of their new f- news feeds all day. Because um, we think people should be developing content, doing things only humans can do. So we've developed this really unique automation to kind of help the editors, you know, do more creative, fun things while still having a great social presence for their content. Cool. So, so give me a brief idea of how does it work? Is it a software as a service model? It is software as a service. Um, publishers install a little bit of JavaScript on their site and that okay, lets us... Okay, tell us what JavaScript is. <laughs> it's a little bit of code on the front end of their website. Uh-huh. And this code allows us to uh, index and kind of, you know, take in all their content. Okay. And then we... we uh, also connect their social accounts to our software. Okay. And then we score all of their content in real time. What do you mean by score? So we take in, we use a bunch of signals based on the traffic happening on their site uh-huh. and, and traffic in social media and trending um, topics going on okay. in social media. And all of these signals are used to calculate a score that predicts the um, success of content for okay. publishers. So it gives you an idea before you even post what's going to be a hit and what's not going to be a hit? Exactly, yeah. So, you know, at any given time, a publisher may have multiple articles that could go out to their Facebook or Twitter feeds. Uh-huh. And we'll tell them the best article at any given time that we think is going to be the, you know, engage with their audience. So is that based on what's happening in the world, what's trending in social media space, or what's yeah, the metrics based on? It's based on what's happening um, on Facebook and Twitter and, you know, their trending um, APIs. Yeah. Um, but it's also based on the site traffic at any individual um, publisher's site. So we take a look at where the traffic is coming from, whether it's accelerating, and um, we use that to make a prediction on which piece of content is going to perform best. So what if you're like an intense procrastinator like me, like a massive procrastinator, and you don't have eight articles ready to go? Can it give you a sense of what you should write? Um, you know, we're not really in the content creation space. We're in the distribution space. Okay. So we're working with really high-volume publishers. I see. And that's where our best fit is. So people that have dozens of articles each day or a really big uh, archive of evergreen content. Okay. And if they have a large archive of evergreen content, we can help them unlock the value of that content by by telling them this piece would work really well right now on social media. Okay. So um, what can you tell us, like, one of your big clients? 
Uh, we're working with both um, Hearst Broadcasting and Hearst uh, Publishers, so the magazine wow. side. Those are pretty big companies. Yeah. And Hearst is close to my heart because uh, Hearst purchased Pulitzer Broadcasting back in the day, and they VC funded my first company. So oh, awesome. That was the, I have an emotional attachment to them for sure. So what do you see are the big trends happening right now in social media? What do we need to be aware of? Yeah, I think, um, you know, we're at a time right now where content is at an all-time high. People are developing more and more content. Some of it is just funny, you know, GIFs or GIFs, I should say. Um, uh, yeah, well, that's <laughs> like one of the great Internet <laughs> debates, right? I think it's GIF. You call it GIF and I call it GIF. You call it um, Linux and I call it Linux, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, uh, you know, also long-form content, you know, there's more content than ever before. And at the same time, distribution channels are multiplying. You know, Facebook just announced, um, you know, bots for Messenger last week. And yeah. publishers are experimenting with sending out content through Facebook Messenger. Snapchat has a Discover platform. Instagram's big for a lot of content creators as well. So at the time that content is at an all-time high, the places where you need to put the content are also at an all-time high. So, so, I mean, do you think that discoverability is like a really big problem right now? I think so. I mean, different um, social platforms uh, require different amounts of editorial input, mm -hmm. you know, and different amounts of packaging. So, uh, you know, not every piece of content is getting everywhere today. And, you, you know, your audience is fragmented. And, you know, when something's trending, you want to put your content in front of the audience at the right time where they want to receive it. Mm -hmm. But it's getting more and more uh, manual for these publishers. So that's why we built this technology to help them. Uh, kind of maximize the, the reach of their content. So does your Java tag also allow you to track how your content is doing in the marketplace once it's been distributed, or is it mostly just to tell it where, tell you where to put it? Uh, we have a, our software solution does have an analytics and reporting section, uh -huh. and that will rank, you know, your best performing pieces. It'll show you trends over time, how many pieces of content you're posting to each platform in a given day or given week, uh -huh. and the success of that content as well. Very cool. So have you seen anything here on the show floor that was super exciting to you personally? You know, just the sprocket. I mean, the VR pavilion is right next to us. So, <laughs> that, you know, you can go geek out over there. And um, I think just watching people experience VR for the first time is kind of as fun as experiencing it for the first time. <laughs> um, you, so you, you're seeing a lot of VR virgins over there? I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole different yeah, thing. You can just tell when they take the headset off, their mind is blown, you know. <laughs> Mind blown, period. <laughs> Drops mic. Um, so tell us a little bit about being in the Sprocket Pavilion. What's that like and what's that all about? Yeah, so Sprocket is um, a collection of startups. We, we join together and Sprocket organizes us to be at NAB. Um, and we get to, you know, there's corporate sponsors and then there's startups. And we get to connect with each other and then we get to be here and connect with everyone else here at NAB. Uh -huh. And it provides a really, you know, nice way for startups to, you know, get some of the attention um, that NAB has to offer and, um, you know, also to network with investors and corporate uh, people that are potential clients. So sure, yeah. sure. It's been, it's been really good for us so far. So is this your first NAB? It, it, personally, it is my first NAB. Our CEO, Chris Hart, uh, was here last year. but uh, So this you is my were first. an NAB virgin as well yes. before this. So Correct. It's it's surprising how massive everything is you know, yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> It's, there's a lot here to see. Has there been anything that's been a big surprise for you here at the show? Um, I just really have been enjoying seeing all the other Sprocket startups and what other companies are working on. And um, Yeah, tell the truth. There's only like four people in your company here, so you don't really get to leave the booth like ever. Oh, no. We, we rotate in and out, you know, 
my uh, friend over here, Will, has been doing a good job of manning the booth when I'm gone. So. <laughs> oh, hey, Will. Good to see you. So, um, <laughs> so have you found any place awesome to eat here at the NAB? Um, let's see. We went out to Bouchon, oh, yeah? which is a great restaurant. Uh -huh. and we were lucky enough to experience that with a client on Monday night. So, um, yeah. So, do you really feel like the NAB is a good environment for startup companies? I think so. I mean, they're you know, broadcasting is is big, and it's you know only getting bigger, and it's only connecting more to the internet and using technology more and more, especially software. Mm -hmm. I think we're seeing a really big transition from a lot of hardware is now done in software, mm -hmm. and you know that really you know startups are you know software can be developed a lot quicker and at lower cost than hardware, you know, and you know hardware is also being developed easier. Uh, you know, today as well, and a lot of startups are doing hardware. So I think it, it provides a place. Um, I think more and more small and companies and startups have an opportunity to really add value to a lot of the bigger broadcasting companies. Cool. So um, I don't know, this might be a better question for your CTO, but I'm going to ask anyways. And Shoot. you can just like do like I do and go, uh, when you don't know. Um, but are you guys using like agile development and in or like a lean startup model, or how are you guys doing the software development so you can stay lean and mean? Yeah, I mean, our priorities definitely change really fast, um, you know, partly because of some of the platforms we operate on, you know, they change really fast as well, and uh -huh. we don't always get advanced notice, you know? Yeah. Um, so we, we have a really um, agile process. We develop in what, you know, sprint cycles, uh -huh. and... Um, so you're like actually do it, doing it. You're not like one of these millions of companies who say we do agile development and then they learn the vocabulary you know, and I'm never not, do it. I'm not project <laughs> managing our development, but I am involved in, you know, our features and, um, yeah. you know, trying to figure out what the market wants and what's going to provide the most value for our clients. So, so do you get like prototypes out in front of co uh, clients pretty quick to yeah, try we, things out? We definitely try to. I mean, we have a lot of great clients who are willing to um, test out new features and be really active participants and in our um, development process so that's really good cool so look in your crystal ball what do you think is the next big thing for you guys um you know we're just looking to expand beyond um the current social platforms we're on you know um we'd like to do more with um, facebook you know facebook has um a ton of announces uh, or launches coming out of last week at their F8 conference? Like, no doubt. Like, there is so much happening at Facebook this year. It's it's hard to even keep up. Why don't you share a couple of the different things? Yeah, I mean, they're doing a lot with live video. Um, you know, everyone was all about Periscope for the last year. but um, And then, dun, 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 the giant gorilla <laughs> comes in. And exactly, <laughs> yeah. So, um, Facebook live video is showing up in everyone's news feeds. So, and anyone can broadcast now. So, that's a really big thing. Uh -huh. um, instant articles are really big for publishers as well. And, okay. Um, that's a, a feature that allows publishers to actually host their content on Facebook uh -huh. so that people on mobile devices can load their content like four or five times faster. Okay. Because everyone knows on a mobile device when you're loading a, a website with tons of um, content and images and tracking and analytics and advertising, it can, it can actually take a really long time to load even on, you know, really high-quality networks with a high-quality phone. So. Well, so actually that's a really – brings up a really good point. So your system uses a very little piece of Java code, which I imagine doesn't take up a ton of time. Like if you're talking about programmatic advertising and you have header bidding and you have all that stuff, like paradoxically – you want to make sure that your stuff is being seen, yet you're slowing down the page load, which means it's more likely that somebody's going to leave, right? 
Yeah, and, and we're seeing, you know, the trend for the longest time was more and more tracking and more and more analytics. And, you know, we're a little bit guilty of that because our product runs on that. Sure. But um, we're seeing the opposite trend kind of now with Facebook Instant Articles and Accelerated Mobile Pages, um, which is an initiative coming out of Google, which Twitter's involved in as well. Yeah, so it's kind of like a balancing act, right? Because you want to know, but you don't want your knowing to make it so slow that people won't stay. Yeah, so it's an interesting dynamic that publishers are still trying to work out, whether, um, you know, putting their content on these other platforms is the right choice for them, both from... It obviously is a, is a good choice for performance, but, you know, the monetization question is still kind of open for them. Yeah. That's always the trick, right? We, we make all this content, and someday we'd like to presumably get paid, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you have anything else you want to add for us today? Uh, no, I think that's it. Um, you know, I want to thank you for bringing me on, and Sprocket. It's been a really great experience, so... Um, enjoy the rest of NAB. Well, we were super excited to put you on our audio tours. StoryTech has done the audio tours for NAB, and you can get those um, at the NAB app for free and download those to your phone. And uh, I'm here with Lori Schwartz and the Tech Cat Show, and we are um, live on Voice America. Thanks so much. Have a great day. <laughs>